The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about discovering clarity, confidence, and all the things that you need to have a healthy life. And that is so important now with what we've been going through in this country. And I've just finished reading The 5C Solution, Discover Clarity and Confidence in Times of Change. And boy, are we in times of change. And the author, this beautiful woman from South Jersey, is joining us this morning. Her name is Cindy Cipriani, and she is the author of this great book, and we, I just wanted to mention that Jack Canfield, who is the co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, he wrote, I think the 5C solution is brilliant. So it does, it can help us. And we're going to talk about that 5C solution and how it can help us through these times of change and challenges. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Cindy. Cindy is a business consultant, a business and life coach, and the author of this book that I just told you about, The 5C Solution. And uh, Image Makers and Influencers Magazine recently featured a five-part series based on this best-selling new release on Amazon.com. And I told you what Jack Canfield had said, and a lot of people know who he is. So it provides very simple solutions and an easy-to-learn ways of how to deal with life when it brings us challenges. And I love that she has worksheets in there and questions to answer. Cindy is a certified grief recovery specialist, and we are all going through grief right now. We all have losses, whether it's a family member or loss of our job or loss of getting our nails done, whatever it is. We have so many losses that are so different from what life was before. Her first book is also available on Amazon.com, and she serves on the board of SODAT, SODAT, Services to Overcome Drug Abuse Among Adults and Teenagers, and the United Way of Gloucester County in New Jersey. So we're so thrilled to have you come on with us, Cindy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Mari. It's a pleasure. So let's talk about why you even wrote this book and how it all came about. Well, 20 years ago, my life looked very different. I was uh, getting divorced, and you know that that's not an easy process. 
But I had been married to my high school sweetheart for over 20 years, and there was a lot of um, domestic violence, uh, alcoholism, and abuse in that marriage. And it uh, it took a long time to get to the point where I was actually forced to make that decision. And I was also a, a part of a small religious organization that when I finally did make that decision, they decided to shun me. Mm. And so my entire family, all of the friends I ever knew since I was born, stopped talking to me at the lowest point in my life. Oh, dear. And I had two teenagers who were confused and angry and, of course, lost their family and friends. And I had a relative who was part of that religion who came to me and told me that I actually had let God down. <laughs> and so I was just in the pit of despair, and I actually attempted to take my life twice. Oh, dear. Because I just felt that, you know, my kids would be better off without me and maybe you know, they would be taken care of if I wasn't around. Well, fortunately, I survived. And when I did, I remember waking up that second time in the hospital and getting a little bit angry uh, that I wasted so much time mm. and that obviously I was here for a reason. I didn't know what that reason was, but I remember saying these five C's. And I remember saying, God, I, I need clarity as to who I am now and why I'm here. And I will commit to overcoming my challenges so that I can create a plan to celebrate my life again with my kids. Right. And those five words, those five C words, became a tool that I used to put my life back together. Beautiful. So you had some divine intervention there when you were going through all this that just kind of gave you that divine guidance. Absolutely. And that was a huge changing point for me after being told that I had let God down, you know, to have this come to me and to feel the Spirit lead me towards getting clarity in my life was was really a blessing. Mm, that's so beautiful. I know I went through, in my first marriage, I went through a really tough divorce while my parents were dying at the mm. same time. So I could really relate. It was like you go through the lowest, lowest point of your life and um, dealing with that. And I lived in California. All my relatives lived out in the Midwest. And I just, except for my parents who had moved out out there. So I was taking care of them and two little kids, you know. So, um, yeah, it, I can really relate to that. And I can relate to going to that deep, deep place of just wanting to leave, you know, to leave this planet, to just yeah. not even be here. Like, it's just so overwhelming. Um, I think it, it, was, it wasn't that I didn't want to be here. It was that I just wanted that pain to stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, where you, you feel like you have this elephant on your chest and you can't, you can't breathe. And your mind is so clouded with so many emotions that it, it is hard to see the future. And I really feel, I, I do a lot of volunteer work um, with the suicide prevention uh, organizations now mm, too, beautiful. because I understand that in those moments, it's it's out of love for the people around you that mm. you feel like you not being here would help them. Mm, might be better for them, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, of course, that's not true. And 
I am so grateful that my children didn't have to, um, you know, live that and, and do the suicide uh, prevention walks and things like that in memory mm-hmm. of me. I mean, I go right. to them all the time and, and am so thankful that, um, that they don't have to bear that uh, type of grief. Yeah, yeah. We went through that grief when our grandson, um, 32 years old, committed suicide. And my husband was on the phone with him, and he was thanking my husband for everything. And um, because we we pretty much raised him, and so we were on the phone trying to get him to stop. And he thought everybody would be better without him. Yeah. And but we couldn't stop it. We couldn't stop it. And so that was really really hard for us. But so I can I can relate to that too. So yeah, I think a lot of us or most people go through a dark night of the soul in their lives. And it can be an awakening, like for you, it was an awakening for me. And sometimes when we get to that very deepest, deepest part, then we have to find ourselves. And when we listen to ourselves and our, you know, then you come up with this beautiful approach and methodology to help other people. So, you know, let's talk about what are the five C's that you, you know, in a little bit more depth when you woke up and they were in your mind. Yes. Let's kind of go through them slowly and explain what they are. Well, the you can use uh, your left hand as a memory tool. Okay. And so your little finger yep. stands for clarity. Okay. It's the smallest finger, but it's the most important because if you don't know who you are, and what you want, it's like having a GPS with no address to put in it. <laughs> you feel stuck. Yeah. So getting clarity in who you are is so important. And, you know, this past year, we've all gone through change that we never thought we would. Right. And it's called on a lot of people to get a little bit more introspective, you know, as to, uh, you know, well, what are my core beliefs? And and how am I, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as in this world when I am under stress and anxiety? Right. So in my book, I break down your life into five different areas that you can get clarity in. Because a lot of people will say, well, you, you have to figure out who you are, but they don't tell you how to do it. Right, right. And so this is a, a very simple way to look at all different aspects of your life and very quickly figure out who you are and what you believe. And then the second C is commitment, and that is your ring finger. Do you know why we wear wedding bands on that particular finger? No, but I know you're going to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back in the days of the Romans, they thought that we had a main artery that went from that finger directly to your heart. And that's why we wear wedding bands there. So that finger represents commitment. So once you know who you are and what you want, then you have to commit to it. You can't just say, I want it, right? because it probably won't come true. But you have to be like an Olympic athlete, and you have to be that committed and dedicated to getting what you want and remaining the person that you want to be. And then as soon as you do that, life is going to throw you the middle finger, <laughs> which is challenges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So there's external challenges, things that are beyond your control that you can't help. And we've certainly had a lot of those this year, right? Yes, yes. And then there's internal challenges, 
You know, you have that internal dialogue that tells you that I'm you can't get what enough. you want. I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not good right. enough. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too that. I don't right. have enough money. I don't right. have enough time. You know, you'll never be good at that. You know, there's that internal dialogue that we all have that is really the major thing that stops us from really getting what we want in life. Mm-hmm. So you need to get real clear on what those challenges are, and then you overcome them by creating, which is your pointing finger, you create by moving forward. And so you're pointing to the future. So you make a step-by-step plan of how to get there. And the key to remaining on track is thumbs up, which is celebrate. (laughs) You have to celebrate after every accomplishment along that path not wait until the end because you may not get to the goal. You might get discouraged in the meantime. But if you celebrate after every step, after every accomplishment, it keeps you moving forward. And you may not get to that goal. You may get to a better goal. Yes. I mean, you know, the life changes. Something else could come along that is even better. So I love that. I love that. You know, I want to go back um, for just a minute to commitment because um, that's such an important one. You know, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. And if you just wish or, oh, gosh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. But then you get all depressed because you're not there. It, It goes back to, you know, create. You have to take those steps. You have to do something. So commitment isn't just a state of mind, is it? It's no. it's an action word, <laughs> yes, right? Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I mentioned in the book is to commit to someone. So let's say you have a goal. Is yeah. there something that like you're working on right now that you're trying to achieve personally? Yeah, I want to be doing um, more coaching online and more webinars online. I really I'm doing it. And I just, I just really want to do that almost full-time. Yeah, full-time probably. Yeah. Great. So you got clear that this mm-hmm. is what you want, right? Right, right? And now you've committed. So what you can do is you can tell someone that this is your goal. So I and just told that, you, Cindy. You told me. <laughs> so you're committed to me now. I am. And I'm going to keep you... <laughs> accountable to that. Uh-oh. <laughs> there you go. So I'm going to check in on you and I'm going to say you got clear that you want to do this full time. Right. And so how's it going? Yeah. Uh when I when I wrote my book, I told people about it. And you know, every time I ran into them, they'd say, "Hey, how's the book going?" Right, right. <laughs> and you know, you've written five books, so you understand that, you know, books evolve and and some books take longer than others. Right. And sometimes you get a little discouraged. And it just seemed like just the time I would get discouraged and my little inner voice would say, oh, you know, why are you doing this? Who's going to read it? You know, all <laughs> right. those things. Right. I would run into someone and they would say, when is your book coming out? I can't wait to read it. Right. <laughs> and so by telling them that commitment, it just reinforced it back to me that, yes, this is what I wanted. And they got me excited again and let me dive in there and get some more work done. Right, right. And when you believe it, you'll see it, you know? Yes. <laughs> Not when you see it, you'll believe it. It's that, that old thing by Wayne Dyer used to say that. <clears throat> yeah. See it and you'll believe it. I remember listening to him about how he would, 
every time before he'd write a book. And I think, um, I think this is a, other people have done this as well, but he would have the, a jacket made up and have that sitting there. So he would, that's, that's coming that he was committed to get that book done. And so yeah. I thought that was a really good idea. So the, my last book, that's kind of what we did. Um, although we changed the name of it, but yeah, we, we kind of did that to just be so committed. And like you said, to tell people, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And then you, you start to believe it, say, yeah, I'm going to get that done or I'm going to be full time. I I don't have to mediate anymore. I'm going to have so many webinars and coaching that I don't need to do that anymore. I'm, I'm evolving to the next level. So yeah, yeah. Then, then it, it you have to be accountable because everybody starts asking you, like, okay, so, Cindy, when's your book coming out? That's right. And now you've said this publicly on the radio, so <laughs> right. everyone's going to be asking you. Right. <laughs> I'm going to hide. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no. you're not. That was, no. that was your voice. <laughs> I know. you. That's perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, you know, when let's talk about these life changes that have been happening to everybody. I mean, everybody can use this book because everybody's going through these changes, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, so why is it that some people can get through these changes and they kind of go with the flow, and others don't? Well, I really feel that it's because um, their emotions cloud their logic like i said if 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 logic and emotion got into a fight emotion is always going to win and so for some people who may not be very grounded in their foundation of who they are and uh, what they believe and why when things happen that throw them off course it's kind of like a storm coming up and you know i live in new jersey so i live near the jersey shore and years ago All the houses were just built on the sand. And when a storm would come up, they would just get washed right off of their foundation. Mm. Well, now, if you want to build a house at the Jersey Shore, they put pilings and they, they tamp them down into the ground until they hit bedrock. And then they build the house on top of those pilings that are about a story off of the ground. Right, right. So that when the storms come that house does not get washed away. And it's the same thing with us. When, when we meet life storms, if we don't have a firm foundation as to who we are and what we want, then we can get washed aside because of our emotions. And so that's what getting clarity really does for you. And, you know, right now, everyone from teenagers to retirees are having their foundations shaken Yes. by the storms that have come up, by right. COVID, by, you know, um, missing very important uh, activities in their lives, you know, like proms and graduations and weddings and right. uh, funerals and right. you know, all the things that, that weren't able to happen. And, um, you know, even the unrest in the world and, and everything that happens. So... Having that clarity is, is, is really important. It's important to take a step back and say, you know, let me work on building that foundation so that I'm not shaken. Yeah, 
And I, and you know, like what you were saying that you had kind of, you know, a religion and, and people around you who were telling you how to live your life and what you should be doing. And I think that's, that happens to so many of us, right? That we're living the life that somebody else wants us to live rather than ourselves. So sometimes we absolutely have to have that crisis to be able to get that new clarity because, you know, it's like you don't you don't change unless you have to, right? Right. And really, the challenges that we go through and overcome make us better people. They often make us question. And questioning is not a bad thing. No. Questioning is a good thing. Um, because, like you said, I had many beliefs and that I was just told and I just believed because, you know, I just believed them. You right. Know, well, you were, trusted. yeah, you were grown up with them and everybody yeah. told you this made, is the way it, it is. Sense. Right. And then, you know, when everything got turned upside down, I had to really stop and say, well, why do I believe the things I believe? Right. And does my new circumstance change that at all? And, you know, it it was a very interesting process. And there's another C word that's not, you know, in the five C's, but it's really important is curiosity. Right. Of being curious as to what other people believe and why they believe it. And if we just all stopped and listened to each other and it, with curiosity, right. I think that it would be a much more open and accepting world. Uh, where we could really step into the shoes of someone else and not have to argue with them about it, but just see where they're coming from. Right, right. And I was, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I was just listening to one of my favorite former professors, Bill Urey, who wrote Getting to Yes, and one of his more recent books is Getting to Yes with with Yourself. And I was thinking about how... We really have to listen to ourselves. <laughs> yes. You know, you're talking about listening to other people. I think unless we really stop and be mindful and listen to our own thoughts and question our own thoughts before we even question, you know, someone else or listen to them, I don't think we can really deeply listen to someone unless we have learned to really listen to ourselves. And that is a whole nother ball of wax. And that's true in relationships, too. You know, you deal with conflict management, and conflict, of course, is part of life. Right. And even with relationships, if we, you know, are curious and we take the time to figure out what happened in that person's life and what they believe and their core values, then it it becomes, um, we become more... uh, I don't know what the word is, more accepting, more yeah. accepting of their yeah. stance. And the, the five C solution really helps to get that clarity. And especially for people coming together, you know, two people getting married or blended families. Now you have two different families that are coming together in maybe a second marriage, um, totally different backgrounds. Right. And so they need to take the time to step back. And there's a the chapter in my book just for blended families Right. of how they can use this tool as a foundation for communication to have more peace and harmony in their family. I think we can use it at, at a global level too, right? I mean, it yes. really works for between races. We've had the, all these race challenges in our country. We've had 
challenges with different cultures, different religions, different countries. And, you know, these five steps of really getting clarity, understanding and really listening to each other, like what you were talking about, getting clarity about what we're thinking, why are we thinking the way we're thinking? Why do we believe the way that we believe? Is that really the way that we want to believe in the future? <laughs> you know? Yes. And then committing to to conflict resolution or committing to finding a mutual gain solution, you know, and then of course there's challenges <laughs> as usual. And then creating something new. And then being excited about it. That's, you know, as a mediator, when I'm sitting down with couples that are going through a divorce or business partners that are coming with a disillusion or a contract, I mean, we pretty much have to go through these steps. Yes. Exactly the same way. But I love that you put them into, you know, the five C's. And I love that you have, you know, the the left hand is just great. Yeah. And it's wonderful that even kids who learn this love it because you always have your hand with you. And so in the moment when you need to make a decision or you're having a conflict with someone, you can literally use those fingers to remind you, you know, of clarity. Like, what do I need right in this moment? And let me commit to being calm. Let me, um, you know, what's my challenge right now? Let me create a plan to overcome that. And then what can I do after this conversation is over to celebrate? Exactly, exactly. And people feel like when they've gotten through a conflict and they they can sign an agreement and they go, oh, you know, yeah, it is time to celebrate. You know, what What I do is I take people down to the Dana Point Yacht Club if, you know, at the We've done their divorce over months, you know, to get things done. Then I take them for a glass of wine at the Dana Point Yacht Club looking, you know, it's like a catharsis, you know. <laughs> hey, thank you for those 25 years of marriage, and thank you for our kids. And mm. and it's... it's um, Boy, that's it, nice. Yeah, it is. Well, that's what, you know, when you mediate, you can do that. When you're in litigation, you can't. But when you right. mediate, you can you can do that. So we've got about, oh, about two or three more minutes. I did want to ask you, though, for our business people who are, you know, driving by, you know, um, you say there's a mis misconception in business. And so what is that? Well, a lot of times the misconception is that our employees need more training and what they actually need is more help to get clarity in what's holding them back. And there's a, another chapter in the book that, refers to that that I think your business people would be very interested in. Yeah. Well, we have a, a couple more minutes. <laughs> so I didn't mean oh, to okay. rush you like that. No, but okay. so, how yeah, can, because... so how can uh, businesses help their teams then to be more productive? Well, this, uh, this can actually apply to the whole team. If they learn the five C's as a team, it becomes a tool that they can use for productivity because they not only can apply it to their business um, you know, and their sales and how to be more productive, but they can take it home with them and then they can solve some issues that are going on in the background. And that's often where people's productivity falls off is because they're distracted because they're maybe taking care of elderly parents or they have um, an addiction problem in their family or they're going through a divorce or they've lost a loved one. You know, life does not stop when you walk out your door, you know, exactly. and go to work. You can't just hang up all your problems and 
forget about them for eight hours. Exactly. So I bring this into businesses to help sales teams and, and, and businesses um, teach this to their employees and so they can take it home and they can use it as a tool. And it just strengthens the family unit and it strengthens the business. And the people who learn it are so grateful that this is a tool that they've been given you know, by their bosses, that it makes it more, them more loyal even to the business. Right, because there's so many times that people on teams don't get along and then they hate to go to work and then they bring those problems home. So not only do you bring your problems from home to work, but you bring your problems from work to home and then you come home all aggravated because of, uh, you know, what's going on at work. Yes. So I just want to mention the name of your book again and then we'll get your website. And this is... Um, a wonderful book, The 5C Solution, Discover Clarity and Confidence in Times of Change by Cindy Cipriani. And Cindy, why don't you give your website and it's time to go. Great. Well, the book is available on Amazon.com and also on my website, which is the5csolution.com. Very good. Well, thank you so much for all you're doing. And I'm, I stay healthy and I'm hoping that this book will help all of us to have um, some clarity and be able to celebrate (laughs) getting through those challenges. So thank you so much, and we'll keep in touch, okay? Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org. On the web, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 830 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.